Welcome to the Salty Driftwood Podcast. I'm your host, Eugene Gibson, and today's episode is titled The Fall of the Western Empire. Now, what do I mean by the fall of the Western Empire? Let's let's start with some background. The Western world or the West, depending on the context refers to like various regions, nations, and states, most often consisting of the majority of Europe, the Americas, and Australasia. In a modern sense, based on different perspectives, the West can have a different meaning outside of the geographical location. For example, defining the West by certain values, then it is possible to argue that all the countries of the world that share the so-called Western values belong to the West. And, you know, most of these values are steeped in traditions and culture of the Greco-Roman civilization, also Christianity. Economically and politically, the West can be described as a group of capitalistic, democratic states. Uh, Capitalistic in nature because their economies are based on private decisions, made investments for the private and corporate ownership of capital and goods. Goods which are Produced, priced, and distributed in a competitive free market system. So when I say Western Empire, I'm speaking of these regions amalgamated by the characteristics I mentioned and who in principle are led by one of the described states. Historically, the Western Empire was once led by the British who over centuries had forged a formidable empire of their own through military conquests and colonialism. It possessed territories far beyond its borders, giving it apex global economic power. At this point, the borrowed imperialistic slogan, that is, the empire the sun never sets upon, was applied to the British. Eventually, though, the, you know, the British empire declined and fell from its global position. Uh, some of it attributed to the Great War, that is, World War I, global pandemic at that time the spanish flu and a major economic crisis resulting from one or if not both of those events the fall of the british empire began the decline of the then western empire sound familiar in modern times the western empire is being led by the u.s whose innovative aggressive free market approach to its economy has made it a world economic leader and it's fiat currency, the leading international currency. This economic power has fueled its global military might, such might that the U.S. president has been knighted as the leader of the free world. You know, and it's amazing, though, you hardly hear that phrase anymore. Now America is faced with a withdrawal from a 20-year war in Afghanistan. Two decades, wow, two decades. A global pandemic, possibly long-term far-reaching economic crisis from one or both of those events boy (laughs) look like history is repeating itself let me continue by saying because i live in a small state participant in this western empire i don't wish for or gloat over what to me seems inevitable for example like back in 2008 when the u.s housing market bubble burst which resulted in the global economic fallout All in the Western Empire felt that pain. This event also highlighted the fragility of the present free market economic model of the Western Empire. 
go back even a little further, the September 11 attacks on the U.S. and the subsequent war on terror, which in hindsight to me was really a world war if you really think about it. But it ushered in a perceived high level of constant threat to the security of, Western, of the Western Empire and also brought about the destabilizing of the region known as the Middle East. You notice I said known as because the Middle East is a term which was invented by the British in the early 20th century during the period called you know, the Great Game when Britain and Russia were trying to increase their sphere of influence in this more or less uh, African Central Asian region. The same region that includes Afghanistan, which has now become a serious bone of contention in the U.S. foreign diplomatic and military policy. Now America is experiencing with Britain, Russia and their allies once experienced in trying to occupy and subjugate this country to their relevant ideals and governing principles. And also at the same time, trying to exploit Afghanistan's natural resources and its geographical position in this volatile region. U.S. military complex has taken a mighty blow to its reputation as being one of the most powerful military in the world and also to its somewhat negative reputation as the global police. In the U.S. itself, there are concerns of rising inflation and even hyperinflation. There were domestic riots. Now we have a vaccination debate, which is descending into one side being over obstinate in their political views and the other side basically saying to hell with freedom. You hear that? Saying to hell with freedom. Leader of the free world or the leaders of the free world, they're saying to hell with freedom. Wow, that does not bode well for the Western Empire, whose one of the main principles based on one of the main pillars is freedom. So instead of coming together and correcting the faults of the system, the two extreme sides are formed. One side, which tries to protect the system in its present state at any cost, because their high profit-making capabilities are steeped in its inconsistencies and bias. And the other side, which constantly derides and mocks the system, this is the very system that gave them such freedom to do so, without them realizing that they are being influenced and manipulated by outside and nihilistic inside forces who only want to see their demise. America declines, the Western Empire declines. Benjamin Franklin, the American revered statesman and one of the more famous architects of the American independence, once said, and I quote, those who would give up essential liberty to purchase a little temporary safety deserve neither liberty nor safety. You know, in searching for what this actually means, I've read and heard where commentators try to explain that the meaning of this lies within the historical context. But sometimes a statement can be so profound that not even its utterer, in this instance, Ben Franklin, can imagine the far-reaching truth of such a statement. The Western Empire now grip in the fear of a pandemic and its subsequent human and economic fallout has now given up temporary freedoms for security. Freedoms that may no longer return or may no longer seem important to a numb and reprogrammed society. Even Europe, the freewheeling Europe, the co-pilot of this Western Empire, 
is experiencing turmoil and, up and upheaval in their economic, societal, and political fronts. This decline was not sudden, but due to the fact that we have been lulled to sleep by such tools as social media, we seem to have not noticed. Like it or not, history is repeating itself. All empires have eventually declined and fallen. The Western Empire appears not to be exempted from this outcome. So you may ask or say, okay, Gibson, you're making a sensible but debatable point. But what does this mean? Or what is the importance? Or even if this is the case, what can one do? Well, I would say the point I'm trying to make by saying the Western Empire has fell, or rather declined, is that when something declines, it loses some of its property. In this case, the Western Empire has lost or is losing its economic strength, its global influence, which it had through its military might, and I dare say it, its freedom. The Western Empire is no longer in its normal state. So the talk of returning to normal is just that talk. There's no more normal, only a new world order. Whoa, hold up now, new world order. What kind of talk is this, Gibby? <laughs> Some people call me Gibby sometimes. <laughs> yeah. A new world order. You know, it sounds like a conspiracy theory or some doomsday scenario like in a religious context. But new world orders have been ushered in numerous times over the course of history. For example, when the Khans uh, conquered rather brutally <laughs> the known uh, world, when they settled in, a new world order was ushered in. So did when Alexander the Great and Macedonians and the Romans, when they conquered the known uh, world, a new order was ushered in. Even in technology, when we move from the agricultural to the industrial revolution, uh, now it's in the digital revolution, all these phases during that period ushered in new world orders. New world orders, as I see it, are simply shifts of global power dominance or shifts in technology which brings about a new order in the way things will be done in the world. That's about it. Now when we talk of this global dominant power shift, China seems to be set for it, but they have some internal issues which may impede their ascension, which, which I wouldn't discuss now, but you could probably check it and look it up and see What's really going on in China? Russia secretly waiting in the wings? Or there might even be a shadowy, discreet state player who has used this ongoing series of turmoil to mask its acceleration to be in position to forge its own power and, and wield its might. <laughs> or this could just be the apocalyptic end that many religions have prophesied about. <laughs> Whichever one it is, in my view, a new order is upon us. The only thing one can do is, like the old saying goes, uh, to hope for the best and prepare for the worst. If you are concerned about what I'm saying, then you need to decide to make whatever preparation you deem necessary. Or, you could just sit back and take the ride. <laughs> After all, you already paid for the ticket. <laughs> but let me just say this. This is not my intention to use this podcast to influence or manipulate anyone's thought process. I think the mass media is doing a great job at that. 
But my intention is to try to stimulate your own thought factory and generate your own ideas and opinions. And in the process, you may recognize that the ones you already have could possibly not be your own. I hope by doing this, we can forge ahead and use this experience to enhance our Western influence societies or even better, morph them into something even greater. Something where capital, labor, and production can reach near equilibrium and we generally improve our societies. Even in the impending doom that I speak about, uh, I am still optimistic. You know, after all the decline and fall of the Western Empire in its present state may be necessary to usher in the next empire, which may be more human. Who knows? One could hope. With that I'll end. So, be good, be real, and have a good one.